Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 577. Yet another new release, Scoob. We're on All right, roll. Joe. Sing the theme song. Oh, no, I can't do that. No, you're right. You're, uh, you can't, because then we'd have to pay for it. Yeah, we'd have to pay for it. <laughs> so, it's it's not common that Joe is the voice of reason. So Yeah, I know. That never a, happens. But wait a minute. Can we sing the Scrappy-Doo theme song? It's a true nobody, milestone. Nobody knows that. <laughs> it's a true milestone, yeah. So uh, I guess let's go around the table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can go rate, review, and subscribe. We have a new review. Oh. Oh, do we really? We do. Damn, three <laughs> episodes is, in a row. I know. This is from Chuck Norris 787. Oh, man. Oh. Well, whether it's good or bad, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, And he says... Hey, y'all, just wanted to send a little encouragement your way. Thanks so much for having a podcast with such good content and helpful reviews. I'm a sophomore in college with a major in film studies, and Real Spoilers has helped me dissect many a movie and understand many things concerning film in general. I'm worried for his grades. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, don't blame us. Like, when you get those grades back, don't blame us. Yes, we have no <laughs> official schooling in film, just to be clear. I did. I took a film appreciation Yeah, class. I took Does one. Does that count? Yeah, like, so. Um, uh, anyway, so he goes on to say, so keep it up, and as a request by a fellow quarantini who uh, definitely... Does who definitely needs more entertainment? Could y'all possibly do a review on Stanley Kubrick's The Shining? Thanks, and Ooh. keep up the great work, uh, Josh S. Should we tell Josh that there is a review for The Shining <laughs> on the Patreon? Oh, did you guys do it? On the- <laughs> Just outed him. Yeah, outed Chuck Norris. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, beard is another fist. Yeah, so thank you very much for the for the kind words, and also. Uh, don't forget, wherever you're getting your podcast, to be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Like the page. Join the group. You really want to be in the group, not the page. <laughs> yeah, at this point. <laughs> the page. Like, I shouldn't. I don't know if we should say this about our own page. It's kind of a cesspool. Like, I like. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. I don't. Why do so many people that hate movies and everything about them <laughs> like that page? I don't understand. Like, you can post anything and they'll be like, like. F this, who cares? <laughs> Honestly, and that's I not think, us. I think it's because like you know you guys have seen comments on news pages before on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like we post a lot of news and so I think people follow us to get news and especially entertainment related news. But I mean if you see the comments on any news page, yeah. people are just crazy that yeah. I just comment on these things. I just when I see it sometimes I'm like, what what you don't like m- 
any movie. You don't seem to like <laughs> anyone that makes the movies. I don't think you like us. I'm just like, what? Why? What? Why do you follow? You know what I mean? It's like, like I don't care about sports, right? I don't follow sports pages, and then when they post a sports <laughs> story, be like, who gives a crap? Like, I'm just. <laughs> it's weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate follow pages. And then there. And then, and then there's almost always somebody that's like, "Yeah, that's what these libs deserve." Oh man, <laughs> yep. just yep. like oh, I, do, I do. I do hate follow one page, and it's yeah. Cosmic Book News. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, you've got like you know, you get this obsession with them. You I just do. can't it, stop. <laughs> I comment almost all the time. Be like, oh You're my so, god, like I, I, you know, call the writer out by name. And oh it's like you're God. terrible. This is doesn't even like oh your sources say that Ryan Reynolds is coming back for Scott's or for Scott's for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Sure he is. Okay, oh. <laughs> you, you dope. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, but uh, but be sure and like like the or join the group which is called uh, the League of Show Sharers. You can find it by typing in real spoilers or League of Show Sharers. We'd love to have you, unless you're one of those other guys. But they don't listen anyway, so who cares? Uh, and we can kick you out of the group. So meh. And you can also become an actual show sharer by sharing an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week: Griffin Fox Smith, Carl Clarkson, Chris Sanders, Dylan A. Lang, Travis Tewitt, Lane Levanway, Susan Carlson, Julianne Jordan, Aaron Marlowe, Tammy Sherman Powell. Chris Williams, Brent Smith, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Magic Man, and Ron Johnson. So uh, thank you very much, guys. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks a month, and you get all sorts of bonus content, like the aforementioned review of The Shining. And uh, and you get to help out, and that's greatly appreciated. So uh, anyway, there's all of that, I guess, uh Joe, for some reason, wants to discuss the Snyder Cut ever so briefly. Not, not even, not even, not, not even a big deal. Just like the fact that we were like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Oh crap! It's happening. Well, uh, like it was never going to happen. Brilli- it's a brilliant move by HBO. Yeah, it's like a brilliant move if, by Warner Brothers to get that on the service. If it wasn't for the new streaming platforms being desperate for new content to lure people in, I, you yeah. know, so it's really, it's just. It's it's because of a changing, you know, environment or landscape for delivery systems that sure. made it possible. But I would also say this notion that like Sia did exist. If you have to spend twenty or thirty million dollars <laughs> yeah, to complete exactly. the movie, it did not exist. <laughs> no, well, you, I mean, that's, so it, if what's such a none of the actors are I mean, Honestly, back. we could do a whole right, podcast like or podcast series. So I have to on believe that everything's been story. Filmed. They just don't over have the past two years. It's really amazing how this thing came to be, but I will say that even though it's like right place, right time, without the persistence of Snyder and without the support of the fans, like HBO Max wouldn't have done this. So it really is because of the release of the Snyder Cut crowd, even though it's like it It they kind of lucked. They kind of, but they like they lucked into it. But you got to admit that it's because of the support that they're like, oh wow, people do want this, and there is an interest. And so, I mean, you got to give them credit, and especially Zack Snyder for trying to complete this thing because he lucked himself into one being able to finish his project, and two, making a nice payday. Yeah, I, it's also I think uh, it's the right way to do it because I, if you release that on Blu-ray or back in theaters. I don't think you're going to make I think you're going to make some money, maybe not enough. This way you've got a guaranteed 14.99 a month for, you know, it comes out next year, I guess. But yeah. you've got people locked into a service. It's, it's smart. the it's I, the smarter bet. This is the this is the new business model where people are looking for content to justify spending, you know, 10 bucks a month, 7, 15, whatever. Are they you know, 14? What, I think they're 14. It's uh 14.99 right now if you if you pre-order it's 11.99. Okay. But if you have and I, I think if you have HBO Go, you get like you get lumped in. But I don't right. I, th- I don't think you get it if you have that through another service. So like I had HBO Go or whatever it was called, I have I had subscribed to HBO through Amazon Prime, so it was one of my Prime oh. channels. Um, and so I don't think if you've done that, it's very confusing and convoluted. They've they've I really think that they're mucking it up. Like they've made it really hard to figure out. But so like I went in yesterday and canceled my HBO subscription. Yeah, and and 
through Amazon Prime and then resubscribe directly through HBO because it's three dollars a month cheaper. And I don't think I was going to get any of the HBO Max stuff. And so, like, right now, I mean, from best I can understand, they've got, like, three different streaming platforms. There's HBO Now, HBO Max, and HBO Go. And I'm like, I don't know where the hell I'm supposed to be for anything. (laughs) Yeah. I thought HBO Go was, like, like if you subscribed via cable... Right. Yeah. Like that was the like you could just enter. You know. You, you know when you go on, you do, you enter like that digit code and it right automatic. I think that's what that was. HBO Now was like the independent, mm-hmm. non cable streaming gotcha. one. Yeah. And so, then I, HBO Max will be the. I, I think HBO Now or HBO Now is going away. I think so, Now is converting to Max. That's the, that's what I think. The way that I understand it is that you that those are going to go away and they're just going to turn into HBO Max. I don't think you're going to be able to subscribe to HBO Cinemax or HBO Max. I think you get to either subscribe to HBO Max or if you have cable like uh, Spectrum and AT&T, which are both the ones that we have locally, and then, of course, there's some others across the country. If you have HBO service through them, it's going to be included. So you're not going to have to pay for an extra thing, but... But yeah, I, I think they're going to get rid of all that other stuff. So they are going to consolidate it, and it will be like here you have this: you either pay for the service or you get it through cable, um, which is how it should be because it just got convoluted as they kept adding right. new services. Plus, you got and, the DC Universe app, yeah, which definitely I, I would bet money to go. on that. Well, yeah, that's clearly going to go away. But going back to what I was saying, what's so smart? that these companies are doing because this has become the new business model and slowly over time they're adding these streaming platforms and these companies can see that that's the future but we begged the question or we you know we brought up the question of how are they going to justify it like how are people going to keep stair-stepping these streaming services to where they're spending as much as a cable network but the only answer if they are and it's still an if but if they are is content and so these companies have to have ways to get you to subscribe and keep you subscribing and so like joe said rather than try to release this thing at a fathom event or theatrically or dvd and have it be a a, you know it's not going to make its money back but they can they can do this uh value added thing and say hey this is one of the perks plus all these movies plus all these shows and i think it is a really smart way to do it and you know i'll tell you what from what i've understood I don't necessarily agree with the people saying release the Snyder Cut. Like, we've all given our opinions. We don't have to go back into this. But I think it's been a really toxic environment, and I really don't like the way it's been handled. But from what I understand, like Zack Snyder, we know that he had that tragedy. um, Mm -hmm. And I also understand that only 25% of his cut ended up as the final version. So he really didn't get to make the movie that he wanted. And so, like, good for him. Like, I'm happy he gets to tell his story. I'm glad that the fans that want it are going to get to see it. And you know what if it's better than what we got great if it's not then there you go and i mean i don't wish it, ill it upon... won't be i mean but the original <laughs> i mean in my opinion the original was really bad so i don't know how it, it that, could i be guess better. that's true we can right? only go up from that's, the original one that's, that's fair what <laughs> that's what i'm thinking and it's going to be like uh the word is that it's going to be like a four to six part series so it may be like six hours long but it's going to be edited episodically almost like it's a watchman type series so i mean it could be really interesting but Either way, I mean, it's happening. We're going to be able to stop the whole hashtag thing we've had for two years, and we'll see what happens. Until they, until David Ayers starts saying he wants his own cut of a suicide. Uh, apparently, apparently, they're doing it. Uh, why wouldn't you? Right? You've got, you've got it. Uh, right? And there's enough, there's enough vitriol behind that movie. And just, apparently, it's a completely different movie. I'm honestly just, more interested in seeing that than I agree. the Snyder Cut. I think David Ayer is. I think David Ayer is a very good director. I think he's like a the. He was the right guy to do that movie, but they they recut that thing and made it super weird and tried to be goofy with it. And if if his is like a, a an action movie and less comedy, I don't know. Yeah, that's why not. My understanding is that his cut is like really gritty, rated R type thing but you know if you've seen that netflix movie bright which was like the first it's real bad <laughs> it's, it's it's awful and like i i couldn't get through it like every other word is an f-bomb and i mean sure we talk to joe on a regular basis and we're used to that but <laughs> hey hey a, <laughs> i have done a very good job in quarantine of keeping it together yeah and trust me 
it hasn't been easy. <laughs> but that movie is like, it's terribly written. It's not funny. And, it, you know, like... It, I, I don't know if that's if that's if that's David Ayer being getting free reign and being able to run wild with a movie. It's like uh, I don't know if if I want to see that Suicide Squad. So yeah. I guess it just depends. Couldn't be any worse than one that we saw. Well, that's I mean it's kind we're kind of <laughs> in the same boat. You're right. Yeah, we are in the same. We're very much so. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll see what happens with those. But I, the the worst thing about this and you know friend of the show jason michael brought this up on i think it was on my facebook wall so it wasn't on the group or the page but he said that it basically sets a really bad precedent for it sets a real bad precedent that if you complain there's a difference between fans uh signing a petition and like uh politely you know saying like oh we'd love to see this and let's support the filmmakers and whatever and then like the really toxic outrage that's for the past two years on this thing and so i just would hate for people to think like the internet's already bad enough and for them to keep winning and getting their way from acting the way they do that's the worst most dangerous part of this yeah yep. it's not yep, the persistence totally right. it's not the persistence it's just how many people were complete d-bags about it and yeah you hate to see uh re- you hate to reward bad behavior any anyone who has children should be able to tell you that so yes sir exactly yes, sir. <laughs> so you know good for the people good for the the people that are i mean like jeff wildman that i mean the people that are uh fans and polite and go about it the right way like they want to see it they're going to get it i'm happy for them um i think that we're just the only turn off to us is the people that the release the snyder cut hashtag the really like the really loud gross, the really gross yeah it's hard to describe but you know the ones that were the mutable ones right <laughs> yeah sure sure yeah the ones so there that, we go the ones that posted in the comment section on our facebook page <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that's who we're talking about so uh anyway i guess that that's enough of that i guess let's let's dig into to scoob shall we joe hit what? the theme uh, nope oh. uh <laughs> this is it it's safe to say that this is hannah barbera's cash cow right like they don't really do anything else except scoob right well no hanna barbera is a huge giant universe i mean i think scoob's the biggest one or scooby Doo. but when was the last time you saw another hanna barbera cartoon in recent memory oh besides besides uh, this weren't they gonna do like an awesome looking cg flintstones or something i swear i saw something well no there there was talk for a while of seth mcfarland rebooting the flintstones oh okay okay Okay. but you know they they produce a, a, a lot of content for Cartoon Network and there's been a lot of direct to, to home video Scooby-Doo releases over the years. And uh, Oh yeah. And, yeah but know, I think and, that's what Joe means though. I mean if right. you look at the only one that's consistently putting out movies like at least one a year and probably more they've got current TV shows they've had like 20 TV shows yeah. over the years is mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. I mean it is their cash cow for sure. Yeah I'm just saying that they, they have a lot of recognizable properties that they haven't maybe tapped into lately and I think that this is this is their This is their way to do that. This is they're hoping this is their jumping <laughs> yeah. off point to be able to start reintroducing that stuff. Right, right. Uh yeah, this was like Warner Brothers animation. I they they've they found a sweet spot there for a second with the Lego stuff. Oh, well, they did. They did. <laughs> I um, can't believe they lost that. I I, like, I can. Like at this point why? with Warner Brothers, well, like, of okay. course. You know. But fair <laughs> enough. But it's like, geez, they had these movies that were huge hits, and even yep. if the second one wasn't as good as the first one, it was still good. And they've got all these spinoffs and things. I just cannot believe that they let that go. Like uh, Universal must have paid them a fortune. Is that pre AT and T or post AT and T? I don't. Well, I think it was post. I think it was post because it was more okay. recently. We just heard it, and I know that they bought them like in sometime in the past year. But I be, if you think about it now for Universal, what a smart move on their part because they're going to be uh-huh. able to make like straight up uh, Jurassic World, you know, Lego movies. Like they're going to be able to back to the future Lego movies. If Well, they have a lot more revenue streams <laughs> to take advantage of, right? Like they have the theme parks. And so. No, that's true. They, that's true. You don't really you don't really want the the, the Lego guy in Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, it, yeah, well, but even then, Warner Brothers doesn't own those theme parks anymore, right? They've been sold off, and they they license they have a licensing agreement with them. They license they, them, yeah, but yeah. they don't own them, and so you know they're not super concerned about providing content for the for the theme parks. Yeah, where Universal is, they're in a huge arms race with Disney, and yeah. mm-hmm. and so it makes way more sense. What I, I haven't seen anything about it. I'd really be interested to know what the arrangement they have in terms of Lego properties and Universal Studios versus Legoland. 
Um, oh, because good point. you know Legoland, I'm sure has seen an uptick with the success of these films, and so you know I I gotta think that one of the things Universal wanted Lego for was to incorporate it into their theme park. So mm-hmm. you know, um, and you know, and then they can Legofy a lot of Universal properties. I guess this. I, I wonder if this also means the end of kind of of uh, Lego being able to license all of these other film properties or Star you know, Wars and Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, like I wonder if stuff, yeah. other studios are going to start to lock that stuff down now and be like, well, Warner, no. Warner Brothers going to get stuck with like the uh, what was the off brand movie? Oh, that was like the what was that the Diplo Duplo or Diplo? Whatever? Yeah, yeah, they're going to Warner going to double down on Diplo. But yeah, <laughs> I do I do wonder if you'll if you'll see that like this this age of of Lego being able to license all these all these different IPs is is going to come to an end because they're like, well, you you picked a side, so yeah, right. I right. wonder. I think it all depends on money, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if they're going to be able to get their property out there and make some money to go make some, you know other stuff that they want to do, I, I I but I could see them pulling it back. I could see them doing something like, oh well, we'll license ours to this other property, or we'll make our own CG animated movies for these properties. But I feel like with Warner Brothers, they that's kind of been their only go-to as far as like in the animated world. Right. Like it's been that Lego stuff. Recently. They've got Looney Tunes. Where have they been? You've got Looney Tunes. <laughs> you've got Looney Tunes. You've got DC, which I mean can lend itself. The right property can lend itself to an animated movie. You've got Hanna-Barbera. You've got like these three major, major properties that could lend themselves to a younger audience, but they don't and have they ha- a Kevin Feige that can figure out how to make them palatable to the current generation like that's the problem like because you're right they have these legacy things but they've tried to reboot looney tunes what two or three times in the last yeah. 10 years and yeah. and they and they've been okay but every time they you know they just don't quite get over the hump and i guess they're do they're, you they're trying to do reboot you think what pinky and the brain and and uh uh animaniacs, animaniacs and and but like they 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 just haven't been able to get them to click with people do you think that's because the the rawness of the old Looney Tunes, right? Like it's mallets to the head and setting people on fire and like that style of cartoon violence isn't quote unquote okay anymore and those characters don't translate without kind of having that zany goofy outlet? I don't know because I, you know, you would think Bugs Bunny should translate. I mean, he's a smart ass. He's, I mean, he's super snarky. He's meta. Yeah. He breaks the fourth wall. I mean, he does all this stuff that modern day audiences should love. He should be very easy to update. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but they are going to run into issues. I mean, you know, Porky Pig. The joke is he has a speech impediment. That's going to get right. lots of complaints these days. And and that you know they've you know it's they it's been a long time since they've incorporated Speedy Gonzalez, um, which I thought was coming back. I thought they were going to bring I him. Thought back. they were going to try to, and it, it's okay. weird because from what I've read, a, a lot of Mexicans actually like Speedy Gonzalez, but mm-hmm. um, but. But I, yeah, okay. So Speedy Gonzalez isn't the problem. It's the it's the other it is, m- mice that are around right, him, right? That are that all are super issue. lazy. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's they like yeah, don't take away the one character that different uh, groups have to to you know embrace. Like you're right, you hear that yeah. a lot of time with cartoons. Whenever there's that one character and people get offended, and then the people that love that character, the people of that race, are like, "Hey, wait a minute! Like that's my representation. That's my guy." Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. I it's, mean, it's, Pepe Le Pew's a little rapey, but you know, yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's there's <laughs> lots of stuff out there that it's a little you know that that doesn't uh, doesn't comport very well in the present right. day. But, but um, on the other side though, real quick, the other side is like if you've seen kids' cartoons, like there's some pretty weird cartoons out there and they they don't shy away necessarily from I don't want to say violence, but like I mean they could do mallets and they could do getting crushed okay. by a safe and stuff. Like kids' cartoons are pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I haven't watched a new a quote unquote new kids cartoon in 
uh, a very long time. Yeah. It's, you know, they're but pretty I, I like that, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls is the most recent thing that I've watched. Oh, it's such a great that's show. Fantastic. Oh but gosh. anyway, Han- but, but anyway, Hanna, Bar- Hanna Barbera and Warner Brothers has has a deep bench if if they could yeah. figure out a way to exploit it properly. And if this, I think if this had gone to theaters and it was extremely successful, which I think it probably would be, I feel like there's probably a cap on Scooby Doo movies unless they're, uh, you know, next level. They they have already opened that door with this one, right? Like there's they they pretty much introduce all of their main characters except for the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Like those are the two that are kind of left out. When you get to the end credit sequence of this, you see um, Johnny Quest is there and. Um, I, I don't think you see, but you see all the big ones. Yeah, you see Johnny Quest, and uh, you see I forget the name the the Frankenstein style robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you see, um, uh, I think do you see? I think you see Penelope Pitstop at some point. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so they're they're setting it up if if this was if this is successful. And also, it's pretty hard to incorporate Flintstones and Jetsons because they take place in radically different time periods. Yeah, that is very you wouldn't true. really yeah, want to yeah. do that unless it's a Flintstones meet the Jetsons type of situation. Like you'd have to set it up to why these two are meeting each other. Yeah. Right. right. Although so, I guess they could have if you can incorporate Captain Caveman cuz Captain Caveman started on the Flintstones of memory serves. That's right. And then they yep. brought him forward in time, but Correct. You know, but if you go to some, I I like the idea of how they do it. Where didn't they like go to some weird planet or they went under Earth? Yeah, like that's a pretty that's a smart way to do it for sure. But you can't have really the Flintstones living underneath the Earth to be like, oh yeah, because they live in this prehistoric. (laughs) Oh, uh, by the way, (laughs) well, plus if if you did do that, that it kind of ruins the idea of doing a Flintstones movie because now they're no longer in the past, right? And so like that's right. That's what you want from the Flintstones. The joke is all these modern accoutrements that. That are st- have to be stylized in, in this old timey way, but uh, but I also think that they're probably concerned that the Flintstones are too are too big, and if they popped up in Scooby Doo, they'd they'd overpower Scooby. Yeah, I would have yeah, loved I, I to have agree. seen that that show. I really wish that that Seth MacFarlane show happened because the Flintstones. I mean, they were an adult sitcom, and yeah. I think it's the that, Honeymooners. Yeah, right. and I think that that's what I mean. Look at these shows now that these adult cartoons. I mean, that's what Seth MacFarlane makes, and I I feel like that's the perfect modernization of of Flintstones. Like this would be the next step to have him take them on, and I don't know. I I, I just think that would have really played. So I wish I wish that could have happened. There is a 12 issue. So obviously, you know, Warner Brothers, DC, there's a, they had a, a little bit of a run of a comic book run, a 12 issue run mm-hmm. by Mark Russell that if you've ever if you if you have the time and you feel like reading it, it's insanely good hmm. because like it they take the aesthetic of the Flintstones and like they do different things with it. And like he just plays with the idea of the Flintstones. It's insainly good. Mark Russell, cool. Stephen Pugh, I think was the artist. Oh, Pepe. Um, yeah, right. So this was an interesting movie. I the kids liked it. I thought it was fine. Will Forte sucks. Oh, Will Forte and I love Will Forte. He I, is bad in this. Yeah, like, coming he, from Tom, terrible. I know that Tom's a huge Will Forte guy. And like off the air, when he told me like that 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 was the wrong move, I'm like, wow, that really I, yeah. What he, a disservice to fans. First of all, like. People love Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. He's the new voice of Shaggy in the animated stuff. Like and he's so, so you good. Screw- you screwed over the fans, and then, yep. like you said, he's just good, and Will Forte sucks. So, like, why yeah, would Will Forte be a big enough draw or name to screw Matthew Lillard over? I will never understand that. Yeah, like it's like if they, if all of a sudden like they had Tom Hanks doing a half ass yes. Shaggy <laughs> impersonation, I'd be like, okay, you got an A lister. But as much as I love Will Forte, like he doesn't open a movie. He's not a draw, and especially not in a movie like this. Like, why yeah. there had to be some weird like some studio executive is his kid's godfather there has to be a connection <laughs> like that i'm yeah, serious like it, like, it I, makes no sense and, and honestly like it's not even the performance that's the problem like he's got i mean uh, it, once you can get past no it I mean, is, what, to me it was the performance once you like get it, pa- once you get past that he doesn't consistently sound like shaggy i think that there's funny deliveries and good line readings and 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 like and i i like what he brings but he doesn't sound like Shaggy. He can't consistently hold the voice. Yeah. So that's what I mean by the performance. If you can get past the fact that this is, I guess, what Shaggy sounds like now, he's he's okay. But 
Well, but, yeah, but but, it, but, that, is, but that's a really big thing to get past, right? I mean, it's kind of Sha- like aside from the fact that he doesn't sound like Shaggy, he's a great Shaggy, right? <laughs> but I just mean that, like, as a as a voice actor, the performance is good, it, but yeah. it, he does oh, not yeah. sound like Shaggy for a and different character. So, so yeah. Here, yeah, it made I, me hate it even more because I watched the 2002 version first. Yeah. And like looking at Matthew Lillard do the whole Shaggy thing, it's like golly, yeah. Well, like, this he was into it. We'll like, get he was in, about it. We'll get yeah. into right. that next episode. But yeah, if there was a but living was embodiment like, then, of Shaggy, <laughs> well, not even that. Like you said, he is the. Oh no, he, it's since, that. Trust since me. Since two. Well, since two thousand two, though, he's the voice of Shaggy. All right. Yeah, and mo- like, in he most took, instances, he took over from Casey yeah. Kasem, and uh, yeah, it was it, that was. And I also, when did Scooby talk so much? When did that happen? We well, talked a good amount in that movie too. Uh, but so, yeah, not, but it, not like he does in this. They have him talking yeah. a lot. And my he's like carrying on conversations. Yeah, my and my stepdaughter is a huge Scooby Doo fan. She's thirteen, and even, and she was like, like, why is he talking so much? Like she like I I didn't like how how chatty Scooby was. Like, but I went no. back and watched some of the newer cartoons though, because <clears throat> I got one of those like seven day free trials of Boomerang on Amazon. Oh yeah, and yeah, in the yeah. new cartoons, he talks a lot too. That we mean like this. the stuff that they're doing. Oh, sure. The newer sure. stuff. Okay. Like, like he, Scooby-Doo he, and Guess Who and stuff like that? Yeah, they, they make him talk more. And I will say, if you have not seen Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, it's the exact same animation style. It's the same art uh, design as the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So it's a modernized version of those characters. And I'm like, I'm in. It's, it's a fun show. Yeah. And yeah, that's, the one, was... that's the one where it's it's like the Scooby-Doo... It's the it's the series they did where they would have like the celebrity guest stars mm-hmm. where they'd have like Don Knotts on and Davy yeah. Jones. Yeah. Oh, and, Batman and Robin. And but they have current day guest stars. So like, oh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's got so, like, like the Ricky same Tur- title cards. Like the, yeah. it looks exactly like they used to do with the celebrity. Like Scooby Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters, and then they've right. got the cool like. Oh yeah, it's it's really nostalgic if you liked those old shows. And and I grew up with Scooby Doo. I love yeah. that series. I've got I did as well. I've got but the now it's like, machine collection. Yeah, now it's episodes. like Ricky. Gervais and Steve Urkel and like the I thought the ones that they got were 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 spot on like if they were still yeah. doing it that's the kind of guess they would have gotten yeah and it's still right. running that's a currently running show so oh, they're still I, making those like yeah it's 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 a like 2017 to to you know open so um huh. I would recommend that's on, and that's on boomerang yeah they've got the yeah, current stuff on boomerang for that okay so this this is kind of this is an interesting movie because it does give you the origin of Scooby and Shaggy, where you know it's it's pretty simple. I Scooby thought was a stray, and I thought, I thought the, it was great. I thought the, the name the name thing was brilliant because yeah, have, it's very haven't funny. you guys always wondered like why are there snacks called Scooby snacks and the main character's <laughs> yeah. name is Scooby? Like I just thought they were super popular. I mean, I've never needed an explanation, but the fact that Shaggy <laughs> is trying to figure out a name and he looks at an existing snack called Snoopy snacks, like that's a really smart idea. I think. Except they've already it's already established canon that Scooby's real first name is Scoobert. Ah ah ah. But I, what do you? Dun, what do you dun, dun. I mean, what do his you? His real mean? name is well, Canon. His name is Scoobert. That's his real name, not Scooby. Right. Okay, but this movie is a reboot. I mean, there is Correct. no Canon. This is an origin story of Scooby. That's Tom and I. That's that's Tom and I <laughs> scratching our neck beards. That's oh, what okay. I'm just saying. Like, that, I mean, they've <laughs> always said his name is Scoobert, and so <laughs> they, that's that's a change, right? But but right. But if you, you know, watch a new Batman movie and they were like, his name is Keith. <laughs> It's Keith Wayne. You'd be like, like wait you'd, a minute. You'd be like, well, it's a reboot. He's Keith Wayne now. That's funny. I hear you. I just, I thought that He's was a Bryce. Race. We're just going to change it to Bryce. If you're going to reboot a movie, they're clearly going to make changes. They're going to modernize, which I think they did a good job of. And I'm like, okay, that plays. I'm still trying to yeah, figure out how it's, actually, it's how Shaggy was listening to Spotify as a child. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I like. Uh, it is weird that. At first, I was a little taken aback because I'm like, wait a minute, what time period does this take place in? But then I remembered that we're old, so like, yeah. if they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna flash back, that he would be like in the early 2000s, and then now they're teenagers or whatever age they're supposed to be, like quote unquote well, grown up. They say ten years ago, so it ten years, twenty ten. Yeah, 2010. So like that, like to me, I'm like, oh my god, what time period is this? When he was a kid, there were podcasts. But I'm like, oh well, technically. Yeah, I mean, and this American been, Life yeah. would have been around because they've always repurposed that as as a podcast. But but like, did, wasn't he actually listening to Spotify? I just thought he was like picking channels. I don't know. Like it was like 60s, 70s. I don't remember him listening to Spotify, but 
<clears throat> I just remember being podcast. Now, again, I'm not exactly counting on Scooby-Doo to be right. the most accurate <laughs> timeline, but for what it is, I'm like, okay, this tracks. Like, it's clever. I think yeah. they did a really good job of bringing it to the um, mod- to modernizing it to the current times, but also a ton of nostalgia and Easter eggs for people that grew up with the series. Yeah. yeah. There's I, a lot. I love the recreation of the opening, of the original opening credits. Oh, I totally agree with you. It was great. It was that... There's a lot of good stuff here. Like, there is. This is a solid, I would say more than solid. This yeah. is a really good Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. You know, like it's, it is weird how close it is to the 2002 version. I you take it. You take <laughs> out, you take out the blue Falcon stuff. You take out, uh, you know, the whole, most of the, the d- dastardly, the Dick dastardly stuff. The, the message of this movie and some of the gags in this movie are taken right out of the 2002 version down to like a whole pinching scene <laughs> like that happens in both movies and like as i'm watching the scoob i was like oh that's really all right we're just gonna nobody's gonna mention that this is in, <laughs> in, the, in both movies well, okay and i did that in reverse you know i i had never seen oh, sure, the sure, other sure. one and so i watched you never seen the, the 2002 version no i had never seen it oh good stuff and okay, so okay. i had went back and did that well i mean i did it afterwards but it's interesting because I will just say, I don't know if you guys have followed it all, but people on the internet hate this movie. I don't know why. They hate, I, I, and and I, I can't either. But then they're also complaining about certain things. And I went back and watched the movie that everybody loves because all these people grew up with it. And I'm like, they uh, they did the same stuff. Like, what? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, like, so one of the complaints online was like, oh, yeah, it was really smart to split up the mystery gang at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, uh, they're but, not together at all but, in the O2 what? version. Yeah, I, right. just, I, I just watched the entire James Gunn one that everyone loves. And I'm like, oh, they split them up in the beginning of the movie. Like, I, <laughs> and I'm even so- when they get back together they're not working together they're working yeah, at, right at opposite, they across, odds. Yeah. yeah it's i'm telling you what people online and you know what if you like a movie hate a movie that's fine but sometimes i just don't buy it people set up to hate things and they've either got their nostalgia goggles or they just think it's silly i don't know what the deal is but um the hypocrisy on some of these complaints yeah. i just don't yeah. understand it because to me this was a solid kids movie um first of all i think kids will absolutely love it i think it's so yep. fun i think that the animation is great i think that the humor is fun for kids i also think there's good humor for adults um, like me and katie thoroughly enjoyed it so i think kids will love it i think it's a really fun movie and i think it's got a really good message like this is I mean, this is what I'm looking for in a kids movie. Now, is it the best kids movie ever? No. Is it Pixar level? No. I'm not saying it is, but you got to look at this as a kids movie, right? Like, yeah, kids movies right. are not adult movies. They don't have the same themes. They don't have always have the same. I'm not saying they can't, but I'm saying is the uh, the target that what they're trying to go for is not always the same thing adults look for in their movies. But to me, this checked all the boxes of nostalgia, of the characters, of good animation, of fun for kids and entertainment. You know, and I, just, la- I laughed multiple times during definitely. the movie. I did as well. Yeah, and I, and I feel like if this movie had the emotional resonance of a Pixar movie, that would be weird. That's not what Hanna-Barbera does. No. That it's, is not it's who wacky. Scooby-Doo is. It's goofy. It's, yeah. It, it's uh yeah i mean these have always been silly properties and if you've seen any of these like because of boomerang like i've I've had boomerang before that i paid for it's only like five bucks a month um it's not a bad deal honestly no no you get a lot of stuff for five bucks especially if you have kids but uh you know i if you go back and and get the free trial and you watch some of those scooby-doo movies like the straight to video stuff is not that great not all the time at least and so i mean this is a solid scooby-doo movie and i think they put way more effort into um fan service like in a good way fan service and the characters and like you can tell the people that wrote this loved the property and had an understanding and i don't know to me they they got it right yeah Yeah, i I, it's hard to dispute anything that you're saying because i i do think that scooby-doo is not a property that should be taken seriously like it's ridiculous. Like you oh, know, it's, like it's a talking dog. Hello, that's exactly right. It's a talking dog that hunts down ghosts. Yeah, you know, I mean, and then kids that the, are the, like the, the lesson. The lesson they teach you is like, no, ghosts aren't real. People are awful. Yeah, <laughs> like human beings are the terrible ones. Well, I do hate the shift that 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 the series overall has made, where all of a sudden the ghosts they were actually dealing with the paranormal. Like for yeah. years and years, I, I I mean I like the fact that they were like, no, that's not true, that's not real. It's old Mister Carruthers. Yeah, and it was always not real, and and then at some point, I'm sure it's difficult to keep writing stories like that. 
but uh, <laughs> it's the same story over right over. but it's like but i but i also i didn't like the fact that like now that they their ghosts are real and they do hunt them like i thought that was that's a material yeah. change in the premise you know that's true that's true um yeah so this one it's pretty cut and dry like there's not a lot to this plot um i thought Scooby oh my god other- i th- okay so real quick so they they go through an origin story the first 15 minutes of the movie which most yeah. people most of the critics enjoy this part but it's like how they met up and scooby's trying to steal food and he goes with shaggy and he's got this big ham thing and the police are looking for the person that stole it and this police officer is like if this is really your dog what's his name and he's like uh scooby <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> and he's like middle name doobie he's like well he has a middle name, so you must be telling I, me the truth. I laughed out loud so <laughs> That's much. That's a very oh, darn. good line. Tom, Tom left. I wanted to see if that were, if that played <laughs> yeah. with him. But, oh, my God, when he says, oh, my God, well, if he has a middle name, then it must be like. I, <laughs> he must be telling me the truth. Yes, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Or, no, he's like, so, he's like, if you have a middle name, then you can't be committing a crime or something. Yeah, like, he's right. Like, <laughs> because his name is Dew, he just lets him off the hook yeah. with this giant, like, kebab of meat. Um. So, yeah, the, the story is pretty simple like i said uh the gang you know we get it's funny like seeing um daphne wear a wonder woman costume i was like yeah that that tracks Mm -hmm. like you've got the rights to the wonder woman stuff why not throw her in that fred's the knight in shining armor and velma is uh you know ruth bader um, ginsburg ruth bader ginsburg which i thought was great i thought that Uh, was interesting i I, the ginsburg thing i thought was very interesting because like when they have Velma being Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I was like, well, that's kind of a political commentary on who these characters are. That's, yeah. you know, like that, uh, you know, but then they also kind of immediately walk it back because Shaggy thinks that she's a Harry, she's Potter, Harry Potter. And then he's like, and then she, and then he's like, oh, Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So it's like, okay, she, there's yeah. a joke in there for both sides. Everybody calm down. Yeah. Right, right. But, you know, like, to me, Velma would, be, I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would sure. be her hero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I think the vo- the other voice cast, I think, is really good. Zac Efron is Fred. You know what? Totally tracks. I, having watched that Freddie Prince Jr. casting and that, and that other one, yeah. and I was thinking, who would be the modern-day Fred? And I'm like, oh, Zac Efron. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He did a voice in Scoob. <laughs> he is, like, like he I mean. Is, he is absolutely Fred. Now, I mean, clearly, I think we can all agree, this is actually fact and law. You can't argue this. Frank Welker is fred like that's the voice right like but if you're gonna get a celebrity voice and if you're i mean if you're gonna do a live action one especially it's not gonna be frank welker i think zach efron would be a good fred yeah and amanda seyfried is uh daphne and then i don't know who velma was genesis rodriguez i think was her name is it i I thought it's gina rodriguez but uh, maybe it's gina she's uh on jane the virgin on Mm -hmm. cw okay okay i didn't like the fact that she made no effort to sound like velma yeah yeah and Daphne, I've, I feel like Daphne and Fred you are kind of a blank slate. Yeah, I would agree. But the, but Velma does have a... Everybody in this movie, I think, and I guess because they got celebrities, and I'm not saying they have to do this, but I think everyone was just doing their voices. Uh, Linda Cardellini does a Velma voice. No, I'm like, not she saying she like doesn't. Velma. I'm yeah. saying in this movie, I think oh, everybody oh, just sounded yeah. like their voices. Like, I, I don't think any of them... I mean, of course, Shaggy, they're going to try to do something, because you can't just talk normal as shaggy but everybody else just sounded like they did in real life um but i will say even if she didn't sound like we think velma usually sounds i liked this characterization of velma a lot like as far as her she was smart and she was she was really good at what she did but she had a certain confidence to her to where it wasn't like oh it's just nerdy velma like i really liked yeah. this version of velma i i would agree with that like i i like the writing and i like again i like the performance i just wish she sounded like velma like that's yeah so she also gives her some latino flair at one point like she starts speaking in spanish at one point oh. when they're in the <laughs> when they're in the mystery machine i mean so it's just like all right well let's it, I think that's you know. just, and that's also just we're in 2020, and that's, I mean, totally. that's not a bad yeah. thing to get that extra. No, 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 you know. not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, so, the, I mean, this, like I said, this plot is very basic. Um, you know, our, our team breaks apart. They go their separate ways. Uh, Shaggy and Scoob end up 
not captured, but they end up uh, joining forces with the Blue Falcon, who was a, a Hanna Barbera property. I thought the Blue voiced Falcon voiced by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. I thought the Blue Falcon stuff was really funny, like the fact that he's like yeah. living in his dad's shadow. He's aloof and is like, hey, you know, our dad's no longer with us, or you know, my dad's no longer with us. And they're like, oh my god, the Blue Falcon died. And they're like, no, he retired to Florida. <laughs> but the fact that like Mark Wahlberg's just this screw up, like he's the, you know he's buff and he's vain and 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 you know and he's trying to be a superhero just because he has the costume on but he doesn't have anything it takes to be the blue falcon and they also kind of flipped the script because in the in the show it was like dino mutt that was always screwing things up and blue falcon was very kind of but oh right on right and on so, and that's ken uh, jong dino right? mutt, ken jong yeah. yeah yep yeah uh so we, we find out that what they are trying to do is there's these three skulls of cerberus and Dick Dastardly, who I I only remember him from like that that Gumball Rally show. Wacky Wacky that's what I remember him. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's was from. He on something else? Was he somebody else's villain or no? No, he's. I don't think I, so. Okay, yeah, he's wacky racist, and I will right. I will say. Two th- Jason Isaac th- was the voice of uh, yeah. He two was things great. about this: one, I love that they brought Dick Dastardly in because he's a really fun villain. Um, so I thought him that, and Muttley are both great. Yeah, and I thought that played really well. And two, Jason Isaac is awesome in this role he talk about voice acting and putting on a character and a voice and everything i thought jason isaac was great he sounded like dick dastardly yeah yeah he sounded like just dick dastardly and it's like he was not phoning it in no he was jason isaac is he's not a voice actor like i mean he's you know of course he uh he plays uh draco malfoy's dad in the harry potter movies and you know he's been in a ton of other movies but he's not a voice guy and like he nailed this i feel like he was a superman or batman I'm, I'm not saying he's never had DC. a role. Maybe he did, but you know, it's just like the guy really gave it his all, and so I feel like it was almost like, I mean, it's like the opposite of what most of the mystery gang was doing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they, you know, we we find out that uh, Dick Dastardly, the the Dick Rick go between, I thought was, I was like, man, they are doubling down on yeah the word Dick I th- right that, now, which I that was fine. I thought that was really funny, but it like and it was. It was also, I thought it was written very well because it was like, it was a funny dick joke. And it was also because of the exchange, parents don't have to explain while they're la- why they're laughing. Because the exchange, even beyond that, was sure. was humorous. That's what you I'm know? saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rick. And uh, uh, and then that between that and dropping F-bombs. <laughs> F-bombs. Oh, and yeah. The, right, right, the, right. The biography names, fa- Falcon Around yeah. and, not, and Just Falcon Around. <laughs> I thought not that, Falcon Around. Yeah. yeah, I thought that played really well, like, as far as adult humor in a kid's movie where it's going to go right over kids' heads. It, you don't have to have, like, parents complaining, although I know they can complain about anything. But for the most part, no fear, my like... You know what I mean? Like kids aren't going to question it because it it makes sense in their world, and parents can chuckle at it. It's it's good. Our team breaks apart. Uh, Scooby kind of gets a bigger role, and Shaggy uh, is kind of left behind. And of course, he gets all he gets he gets pissy. Uh, and the deal is is that Scooby is the last descendant of Alexander the Great's dog, and dastardly wants him to. Uh, open like this portal that would bring back ancient Greece and the Cerberus. I don't know why he wants to do that. I don't think he wants he to bring does. back Cerberus, but he definitely wants the treasure that's hidden. Oh, that's right. The, the treasure, door. right. And Cerberus, Cerberus comes with it. Yeah. Uh, and so the what we're trying to do, the Falcon Fury, which I like that whole setup, the costume looks badass. Like, Oh, yeah. Cool I thought Scooby that like, ship that was great. Fun. That ship was great. Yeah. Um, where they're basically trying to get to these skulls, the skulls of the Cerberus and protect Scooby at the same time. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's very simple. We get to our, our team reconverges at the last possible second and they, you know, fix the friendship, but it turns out that the only way to, uh, get the Cerberus back into the gates of hell, which is, I mean, where he's from, not the river sticks. I'm not going to go through that. Oh again. my God. Well, uh, I did edit that. So people oh, don't good, know perfect. about that, but I mean, since you brought it up, <laughs> yeah, Joe did, I don't know what the Joe did tell about. an origin story where Moses was sent down the river sticks and it was hilarious. <laughs> One can only hope. I may have to add it back as a special feature sometime, but, uh, well, I, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, it was a reboot. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? To be fair, if it was in Zack Snyder's telling, See, see, this is what I'm I get it. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's it's a pretty good emotional beat where obviously they're not. What happens to happen is one person has to be on one side, 
it's oh, I just turned it da- off. Didn't Shaggy sacrifice himself? Shaggy right? sacrificed yeah, himself. He never came back. Okay. Yeah. They actually the the flip is they brought back Matthew Lillard oh, to be a hey, different alternate universe Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the deal is is man and his best friend. One has to put his handprint on it. The other has to put his paw print. But one has to be on the other side. And that's kind of it. Like, that's the only way to do it. And, of course, Shaggy, this entire movie has had this basically who Shaggy is, right? Like, he doesn't want to do, doesn't want to go into the spooky house. He doesn't want to fight the ghost. He's just kind of, he's a, he's a scaredy cat. Well, he's also which, had the chip on his shoulder that you were alluding to earlier where, like, you know, Shaggy and Scoob are are, are the lovable losers. Like, they're great. They're, they're funny. You know, they're good pals. But they don't really do anything. They always luck into solving these crimes, and they're just goofballs right. and everything. And so they don't really have much going for them in that regard. And then they find out Scooby is the descendant of this great dog, and and Shaggy gets really jealous. And we see this a yep. lot in kids' movies. And the the lesson of the story is, I mean, you have to be happy for your friends, and it's okay, like if your friends have something, not to be jealous of them. And Shaggy ultimately learns that, like, hey, it's okay, and hey, now I can do something important. And he sacrifices right. himself to stay behind the the gate. Correct. Uh, the gates are closed, and Greece goes back to being normal. Uh, and then, of course, at the very end. Velma's like, hey, wait, there's something else written here. And it brings back Shaggy. Like there's yeah. that's the 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 incantation I, brings back Shaggy. And it was we're back. I, to, well, I like that Cerberus kicks him out. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of like I will say there is a like there is a lot of throwbacks in this in this movie down to like sound effects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like when they blink, like there's just a certain like blink, blink. Oh, and like yeah, like when they when they stuff. burn like out, all... like the burnout. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just a great yeah. homage to the. If you if you know this series, I think there's a lot in here, and I I feel sad for the people that didn't enjoy it that are fans because a lot of them are doing that whole they ruined my childhood thing and they got it all wrong but if you let if you just sit back and you it, like without dismissing it, there's a lot to enjoy here. Yeah, I would agree. I I uh like I when Shaggy goes into like sacrifices himself for Scooby, I'm just kind of like. You know that the dog's ten years old. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but <laughs> but I'm just saying. Oh, but I'm that's... saying like he's closer to the end than the beginning. How about right, that? That's true. I guess that's why you don't set these shows like in any kind of time period. You know, like you don't usually do time jumps with animal stuff. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't last. But uh, and then you know they get a new mystery machine uh, because their old one got blown. I did feel up, which a little weird, weird like, about I, oh, that. It's whatever. It being a spaceship say, modernized, because like, I mean, but wasn't it? But wasn't it Shaggy's car? Well, it is in the movie. I don't know if it. I, I always I took it as Fred's is... car in the cartoon. Okay, okay. But in the movie, it's Shaggy's for whatever. I guess because he's a beatnik, like a hippie. Because so they make it like, oh, yeah. it's my hippie van. But I don't know. It blows. Well, it blows up, and isn't Fred sad about it? Fred is yeah, because like yes. Fred like has like an emotional relationship with the van throughout the movie. You see him right. lovingly caring for it you i know, think it's his car normally the, the flower I, as I, the shield. I think it's a movie thing that they made it i, I should okay. say james okay. Gunn movie thing but um but yeah like the mystery machine is so iconic and i know that they can keep the paint job the same but it being that big square van like that is in pop culture ingrained into, <laughs> yeah. our, into our brains <laughs> my aunt had one that thing was dope like it had a kitchen in it and it had like you could take the roof and it would pop up and there was a bed there <laughs> Like it was like this crazy like conversion van. I'm just saying, was. if I ever found one for a good deal, I would paint it to look like the Mystery Machine. Like <laughs> <laughs> those are cool, man. Yeah. Those are, I like those. But yeah, so uh, and then we get a kind of like a. In, I don't want to call it a post credit sequence, oh, but as the credits can we, are rolling. Can we say how... Okay, first of all, like, the Simon Cowell gag was stupid, but the fact that he unmasked... They unmasked Dick Dastardly, we didn't mention, and it was really Simon <laughs> yeah. Cowell. But then they unmasked right. Simon Cowell and it's Dick Dastardly. <laughs> I, the I, line where he's like, huh, they never go for the second mask. I didn't like how... Uh, how Simon Cowell's character design looked like a real human right, being. Right, with a cartoon. I know. I thought the same yeah. thing. Like, That's... they should have figured out a way to make him look like Simon Cowell, but within the art design of, of this yeah. universe. You know, they... It, like... 
they kind of fall into that. That's some. That's a problem that all animated shows fall into. Like even with The Simpsons, because humans in The Simpsons don't always have a Simpsons design. You know what I mean? Like they're too right. human like, and so I've noticed that. And that's like when, um, like in the game Fortnite. I know you guys don't play, but I play with Ryan a lot, and like they put characters out. So like they did a John Wick skin, and so it really does look like Keanu. And it's like, but Fortnite characters are cartoony, so you're like, oh, it's a human in this cartoony yeah. world. You know, it, it's just something that it you're right it's like i guess like the good dinosaur like photorealistic backgrounds with cartoon dinosaurs like yeah you know it just doesn't yeah. mesh yeah um so i, I liked uh, Cap- uh. i liked captain caveman i like tracy morgan as captain caveman oh yeah and that was fun he had one yeah. of my favorite lines of the movie where he says something about like where he's like oh we're gonna help you get your wheels back and then he's like whatever, whatever wheels, wheels are, are. <laughs> <laughs> There were lots of funny jokes. I think that I think the writers did a really good job with the jokes. And I, again, like, I mean, like what you like. I'm not trying to force you to like something. It's whatever. But I just feel like people went into this. I would love to understand it more with um, wanting to hate it. I I think it's Will Forte. I think that that was a huge thing. You're right. I think that was a big, big thing for me. Every time he talks, it's a reminder that he doesn't sound like Shaggy. And I, I just think that. Be, so it just put people off from the get go. I mean, I was already put off by the fact that the little kid made no effort to sound like Shaggy. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was just a yeah. straight little kid voice. It's mm-hmm. the it's the actor who plays young Sheldon. Um, Ugh. But uh, Ugh. um, but but I was just like, okay, he's a little kid, whatever. And but but yeah, like if I think if Will Forte had sounded more like Shaggy, I think people would have had a different reaction I, to this movie. I think that would have been, if he sounded more like Shaggy, I think that would have made it better, but I'll have to disagree there. I think they screwed up. I think it shouldn't have been Will Forte. Like, at the end of the day, people were never going to forgive them. I mean, especially, like, did you see the heartbreaking tweet from Matthew Lillard when they cast I, Will Forte? Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, like, not I, even like he's, yeah. I mean, I think I think if Will Forte could have sounded like Shaggy, that people would have gotten past it. But I also think that since he couldn't, they should have never shifted from Matthew Willard. And I think that I think they I think they didn't gauge properly how how much goodwill Matthew Willard has having played this character for, you know, the lion's share of the performances over the past 18, 20, 18 yeah, years almost 20 years and yeah, yeah i think you're right though i when it comes down to it since i didn't ever see that movie and i actually never watched a matthew lillard shaggy performance so i didn't understand it but knowing yeah. now how much people love him from from just like understanding that and going and watching that movie and listening to him on the newer cartoons it's like yeah i get it like they screwed him over and i think that they they killed so much good will with this movie if they would have cast matthew lillard i think like critically like this is sitting at under 50 percent on rotten tomatoes you know the internet people are outraged because they're not giving it a chance all they had to do was cast matthew lillard and i think this is a completely different story i i yeah, concur I wholeheart- it's a good and movie I, like other yeah, like it's and good. i and i don't think lillard's been doing it for 18 years i think he's been he made the two movies but i think he took over the animation stuff in 2010 if memory serves. oh really yeah because um, Casey okay. Kasem was still it was doing still it. Casey and, Kasem, and because uh, he left and came back, which we'll talk about in the next one, what that's about, because it 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 affects the film, the next movie. But There's, still, uh, with the love of yeah. the, I mean, people our age, like Joe and I, our age, people love this movie, and I never understood it because I didn't grow up with it, but yeah. like people love it they absolutely adore it like when i posted i was watching it for the first time i got so many reactions and so many people love it so i mean it makes sense to me now as to why people would feel so strongly about matthew lillard being shaggy and we'll get into it and there's there uh we should go back to this there's lots of cool little easter eggs in the movie so like uh yeah um, on the boardwalk there there's a store called casey's creations which is obviously mm-hmm. casey Kasem, the original voice of, of shaggy and uh the bowling alley that they go yeah, to there's, i was gonna say there's a lot yeah the bowling alley the that they go to is takamoto bowl who is uh takamoto was the guy who did the original character design yeah on scooby-doo uh yeah. at the island they go to that cerebus is on is messick island and don messick was the original voice actor for scooby-doo uh, he, he was the original okay. voice of Scooby Doo and Astro. Um, 
Oh. And, uh, Did you see the Hong Kong Fooey Easter egg? Yeah, there's a video g- in the in the bowling alley <laughs> arcade. There's a video game for Hong Kong Fooey, and there's a video game called Wacky Races. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, there's all. Is there one for Laugh Olympics? Yeah, I think there might have been. Like there was, but there was a lot of cool. I mean, there are so many things like that. The police officers are, I think, are all named after the original uh, voice cast. Uh, I. Oh, nice. there's so much yeah. fan service in here, and again, like we say, sometimes fan service gets a bad rap. But I mean, we're talking about use in the best way. Like people totally. did their research; they planted tons of Easter eggs in here. Like this is a, to me, this is a project of love. This isn't just a cash grab. And again, it's like it's it's sad to me that like one stupid voice casting move made all this hate come out of it. Because if you watch this objectively and you sit back and see what they're doing how they're paying homage and that it's a fun kids movie. I'm like this, it works on every level. I agree. Yeah. And the, and, and then just real quick, the closing credit scenes where you get the slides of, of the other kind of adventures that are, that are yeah. going on. I, I really like that. Cause yeah, you, you get, uh, Adam Ant joins the, the Falcon yep. force and then, um, uh, um, what you, and you get, uh, Jack, you get Doctor. You get Doctor Quest. Quest, who is uh, apparently designing the. He has the blueprints, and he's designing uh, um, Rosie, the robot maid yep. oh, from the wow. Jetsons, and uh, and then you get uh, Jabberjaw and the Great Grape Ape, and Frankenstein Junior was the name I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. And yes, correct, and correct. Then, but no space ghost. But no space ghost. No. No space, but uh, but yeah, there was lots of cool cool stuff in there, and we sh- and we I should also point out the uh, the sidekick that Blue Falcon has, Dee Dee Skies. She's actually one of uh, Captain Caveman's angels that he works with. So, oh, okay. oh really? yeah, like she's a she's a main character on the TV show Captain Caveman. So, um, got it. So she, you know, so. Apparently, at some point, they're supposed to team up. So I don't. I like this. I hope they make more of them. I hope they expand it to the other uh, to the other Hanna Barbera characters. You know, ex- I love the idea of the Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. Seriously, there's so many good shows, and having grown up with all of them, I I really enjoyed seeing them come together like this. And I mean, for what it's worth, I don't know what the numbers are on it, but apparently, this made more money than Trolls did, and Trolls was a huge success. So yeah, oh, they're yeah. saying yeah. Trolls awesome. made forty million dollars over its first three days, and this outpaced that. Now, I don't know. It'll be interesting long term because Trolls you couldn't buy from the from the outset. So I think they mm-hmm. I've seen anecdotal evidence of people talking on Twitter about how they've had to rent the movie two or three times for their kids, where this time. You could just plop down twenty five and own it, so they might lose some revenue that way. But I think that's for the best. I think that's a bad precedent to get into, where it's like you're going to charge people twenty bucks every time they want to watch this movie for the first, you know, three months. The I'll tell you right now, the extra five. But I mean, I bought this movie. I pre ordered it Same. weeks before. Yeah, and uh, if if you're going to tell me that I can see a brand new movie for twenty and own it for five more, I mean, I'm already going to do that. I'm going to go to the theater if me and Ryan or me and Katie go. Same. If we all go, yep. I'm going to spend thirty bucks. If both of us go, I'm going to spend twenty. And then guess what? I'm going to have to do release week. I'm going to spend twenty on a Blu-ray, twenty five bucks to own uh-huh. it. Like I'm already saving money. I'm at home. We made a couple pizzas, frozen pizzas, you know, for six bucks or whatever. It's like, I don't know, man. I just I don't need to see Kevin. That kid ain't the kid ain't can't eat pizza yet he's still eating milk <laughs> no i'm he's not milk. supposed to do oh, he okay. just don't feed that kid he, well, you know, he, he be, especially extra, the scalding hot he baby pizza. birds it he baby birds it he chews it up and then spits it into his mouth <laughs> no, you, know, you know all that extra grease that floats at the top of the pizza you just sure, put that in a bottle yeah, right yeah. i mean that's how they get big and strong <laughs> totally. you know my concern about the economics of this as much as it benefits us the public is that you know hollywood's very used to theatrical and then they and then they turn around. They like yep. so yeah. They're going to make a lot of money at the outset, but they they're not going to have that revenue six months later where we turn around and then buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. So, um, but Tom, you know what? They're not getting they're not getting right. double dip. That's that's very true. But you know what's interesting though? We we keep looking at the losses they're going to take on Avengers and Fast and Furious. And I know these are huge movies, but people are not going to see the other 90% of movies in theaters like mid budget movies are not making any money. So maybe it all evens out. Maybe more people will pay to own 
and and see these mid-tier movies on VOD that would have never gone to the theater. So yeah, you may lose one big chunk, but you know, if you're going to make it up in numbers, I, I just think people have to realize that people do not go to the theater for most movies other than event movies. That's just the yeah. sad truth of it. Movie theaters are staying open for the next blockbuster movie, you know, month to month, week to week. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just... But I I think this would have made $150 million dollars. Yeah, domestic. I think this is a hundred million dollar movie. Sure. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. Yeah, but um, but but when in Rome, like I I think if the industry changes, Hollywood, yeah, it might suck to take that little bit of a loss. But they're going to make it up on other movies. Maybe they're going to have to adjust some of their budgets. But I think it's going to become the new normal that yeah. eventually it's going to just be like, yeah, I mean, kind of like streaming. How at first we're like, what the hell are these streaming platforms doing? And now we're like, oh, they spent thirty million to rework a movie that exists. Oh, cool, good for them, smart move. Yeah, yeah right. I will also right. say real quick with the five dollars extra to own it on voodoo anyway you got a three dollar credit on a future right. purchase if you pre-ordered it so you really paid two dollars extra to own, yeah. to own a movie totally worth two dollars so. which is just i mean yeah, just ridiculous so, like i mean yeah. that's a great i actually deal. haven't seen my credit do they email that to they you email what? you a code so check your spam yeah i never got it but that's i'm glad yeah. you reminded me because yeah i definitely definitely been using voodoo yeah so anyway i guess uh, that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joy butts b-u-t-t-s 21 this is kevin follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket this is tom you can follow me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe you can find the show online facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group and of course check us out on patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content so that's it for this one coming up on the next one we will tackle the live action scooby-doo movie from 2000 is that when that came out 2000 something like that so uh, it it feels like it i don't think it was 2000 uh according to imdb 2002 2002 there we go so uh you have that to look forward to so uh thanks for tuning in until next time his name is scoobert where are you we got some work to do now scooby dooby doo where are you we need some help from you now come on scooby doo i see you pretending you got silver you're not feeling me cause i can't see the way you shake and shiver you know we got a mystery even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.